Let's go, I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. All right, Dog Nation, welcome in. This is Jeff Sintel. It is before the hedges. I guess I would say the official Dog Nation uh, recruiting uh, live stream platform, Twitter, I believe Twitch. YouTube, Facebook, the Dog Nation homepage. How are you, everybody? Um, we, we got an abbreviated, a, a little bit of a stunted start. Stunted, let me use the proper words here, being, being the word business. A stunted start because there was an interview I wanted to catch up on, and I've been playing phone tag with a couple of guys tonight, and I, I got a little backed up trying to get what I wanted. Um, but one of the things I can talk to you about tonight before we get into our program and Hey, we got a pretty good treat for you right now. This is another video that really nobody's seen. I had a chance to chat with a video interview with uh, Christian Miller out in Texas when he was at the All-American Bowl. I asked him to kind of frame up his decision. I don't think Christian Miller is doing a whole lot of media right now at this time. I think he wants to kind of keep his eyes pointed forward as he as he matriculates toward his decision. That'd be very interesting. You guys on this program know how really well. Christian Miller can um, articulate himself and frame his words and kind of get his point across. That's pretty cool. Um, one thing I can share with you guys off the top of the off the top of the show is um, I just got off the phone this evening with uh, 2023 offensive guard Raquez McEldry, and that guy's got a little a little I guess I would say a little tension around his commitment right now. He committed to Georgia. He's from Anniston, Alabama. Uh, he chose Georgia. Uh, he was pulling for him in the national championship game against everybody in his community that was all Crimson Tide. Um, he came to Georgia for the national championship celebration. Uh, Alabama really came in really late before he made his commitment uh, back in November and uh, tried to flip him, tried to get him to hold off. Uh, they're still working him right now. Nick Saban, they had him. In, he came to his school. Uh, Nick Saban had him in his uh, had him for their junior day last weekend and. Mr. McElderry was uh, trying on all the Crimson Tide gear and everything else like that. Talking to him tonight, uh, right now, it seems to me like that commitment is still very strong for the University of Georgia. I'll share a little snippet of it with you right now. Uh, one of the things I asked him, I said, how hard is it going to be for you to remain committed to Georgia? Or how, how tough is it going to be uh, down the stretch here for with your home state tide really coming after you? He said it's not going to be really hard at all. He said Georgia is Georgia. He said Georgia's home. He said it feels like his uh, home of uh, Anniston, Alabama. Feels like a part of the team already. Just feels really comfortable there. And basically, in uh, no small and certain way, he said if uh, Georgia keeps doing what he's doing, what it is doing, and its recruitment of him, then it's going to be really hard for anyone, Alabama included, uh, to flip him. So that's a little newsy thing at the top right, right there of our uh, program here on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. Again, you can find us on uh, the SoundCloud uh, podcast platform. You can find us on the uh, Apple uh, podcast platform on iTunes. Uh, you can find us. This becomes an archived podcast on YouTube as well as Facebook. So I hope everybody's checking in, doing really well. One of the things we wanted to get to today on our show is I had a pretty good conversation with the uh, charismatic, the interesting, the candid, the dramatic uh, Christian Miller. That's the, uh, the All-American Defensive tackle prospect from Cedar Grove High School set to make his final decision on February the 2nd. He went to FAMU, F, uh, Florida A&M this past weekend. He's at um, Miami this weekend. Um, Miami had an in-home with him on Monday, I believe. Ohio State hasn't done an in-home with him in quite 
some time. And he said Georgia doesn't really have one scheduled with him for this week. Um, but he uh, also went to Oregon uh, as a kind of a really big uh, head, a big uh, tip of the cap to, to uh, Dan Lanning. Uh, so, uh, hey, you want to hear what Christian Miller's thinking this month? You want to know how he kind of looks at his decision? You know, how he feels about Georgia, how he feels about Ohio State, how he feels about the chance to play with guys like Michael Williams and Barry Alexander and Marvin Jones Jr.? Well, you're in luck. I'm talking – this is uh, – put together uh, a package uh, with Christian Miller talking to Christian Miller um, earlier this month in Texas. It's a recent interview, but I think it uh, really frames up everything with what's going through his mind for his big decision on February the 2nd. Take a listen. I know you'll enjoy it. I, th- I think I told um, somebody, I was like, I got one word. I'm just optimistic right now. Optimistic. I'm just being optimistic. Man. That's where I'm at. Um, I'm not trying to put all my eggs in one basket. My coach taught me that. He said, don't put all your eggs in one basket, Chris. Um, have your eyes open. You know, when you have your eyes open and then you know what you want to do from there, you're going to make a lot of money. So I want to make a lot of money. So I'm, I'm definitely really to have my eyes open right now. I'm being optimistic. And um, I'm really just having fun, but I'm handling business. Um, was there temptation to commit here this weekend? Any late temptation oh. for you to commit? No, no, not at all. I feel like I, I, I feel like for me, I'm trying to better myself not only as a player but as a person. So uh, when I got when I stand on something, I have to stand on it. So uh, February second, like that's the that's the only time. It's my last day. So that's, that's the day to shine. Uh, I know I know it's a great reason to include HBCU in there. Why is that FAMU in your fi- final four, final five now? Why, why is that going to be on the table? I feel like. Um, um, once in my process, uh, I was given a chance. So uh, they deserve a chance, too. All them coaches um, out there, they deserve a fair chance. You never know what somebody had to offer until you get it. It's like, it's like sushi. You never know if you like it. Until you, you never know if you don't like it until you don't try it. So until you try it. So, um, man, I just want to get them a fair chance. I really want to I really want to show them that, listen, like, y'all deserve a chance. Um, I ain't saying I'm going to go here, just like any other college. I ain't saying I'm going to go here, but y'all deserve a chance. So uh, I just want to get them a chance. How about Oregon here? Colanta, man. Colanta. Everything he got, he deserved, man. Congrats to him. Family. But uh, just that love right there, I want to see what, what Oregon had to offer. Like, growing up, growing up, Oregon always just been, like, you know, amazing. So uh, going out there, that's a blessing. Chris, you're so charismatic. Has any of these schools talked NIL with you at all? Uh, of course, of course. But uh, if, you, if you know me, if you know me personally, you know I don't care about all that. I don't care about NIL. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm marketable. So NIL is going to follow me wherever I go. So I don't care about NIL. I just want to I want to have fun, handle business, and play football. Um, Georgia and Ohio State. Remember you told me they were your dream schools in ninth grade? That's who you told, I think, Coach Patrick. Man, it would be awesome if I can get a chance to go to one of those two schools. And they're still standing. They're I still mean, standing. They what, what keeps them there? That's really about that's my strong. That's my strongest schools that, that's recruiting me right now. They both got the edge on my, on my recruitment. And, um, growing up, I watched Georgia. Growing up, I watched Ohio State. And, um, are you going to sneak up to see those on unofficials? Or I know you can do that with Georgia. What are your- I, de- I definitely can do that with Georgia. Uh, Ohio State, that might take a little, a little trip. I, had to, I might have to plan out. But Georgia, I could just hop in my car and, and, and go, go, go eat some. What's the pressure or what's the hey-come-play-what's been like from all the Bulldogs here this week? <laughs> all the Ohio State um, boys out here, all the Georgia boys out here, and they <laughs> – Man, they talk crazy. They uh, they all want me. They all love me. They all got love for me. And they want me to be be, be their teammate. So it's been a lot of clan. It's been a lot of them Ohio State Georgia boys going at it, trying to get me. But you know it's love. Just going back and forth in your head right now between those two big schools. Um, 
or are you just gonna wait till this January thirty first? Maybe you told me once you're gonna figure it out on the day you get the day you decide. Yeah, like the, the day before, I'm already know. So when I come back from Miami, it's it. I know, what I, I know what I need to do. Christian, let's obviously update your health. What have you heard? When can you move that knee? It doesn't look like you're getting surgery. Or are they just nah. going to rehab it? Or? Yeah, you know, you see, like, I'm bending it. I'm starting to bend it more now. Um, I'm just taking it day by day. They really want to take take precautions with me and make sure everything's okay so they can get me back. But uh, I'm just going to be in the weight room, attacking my weight room, attacking my therapy, taking my time. But just know when you see Christian Miller on the field, next time you see him, that ain't going to be nice. Did you have financial aid papers you could have signed during the early period, or what was that process like for you? I know you told me they sent you some papers. What did you do with those? Did you sign the FAF forms and not the LOIs, or was that something you had to educate yourself on a lot? Um, that's something that I just had. It's still, all the papers still at the table for, for, all, for all the schools that I, that I want to go to. They all, they all at my dinner table. and um, you know, Well, at least Georgia and Ohio State, they're at my dinner table. And, um, they should just in there. Every time I eat, I'm looking at them. So. Ultimately, what will it come down to? Uh, brotherhood, uh, development, and uh, a place to call forever. Did you know Mike was this good? He might be the best player on the East right now, man. He's unblockable right now. Yeah, because I'm not playing. <laughs> but that's my brother, though. You know, we go at it. You know, I told him, if I was playing, it would be different. But, uh, man, that kid, uh, he worked his butt off. Me and him, we compete all the time. I don't know if they, I don't know if people notice, but every time we, every time it's the off season, we usually, we, we usually in the lab when we going at it, we, we battling. We really going at it. So, uh, I just feel like, um, everything he have done over the years, it's paying off. He deserves everything that he's getting. So, you know, that's my brother. And uh, we built this connection. And we've just been getting closer and closer and closer. And, you know, it's always love for him. How do you feel about um, Marvin Jones? You've seen him a lot this week. Mm -hmm. Lamar, what we call him, Lamar, Lamar from 954, uh, Lamar, he got so much upsides, you know, he passed the eye test, like, you know, I've been coached Chris this week, so I'm over there standing, I'm like, okay, like, he passed the eye test, he, Marvin, Marvin Jones, he passed the eye test for so, he got so much upsides, and he moves so fluidly, he got, he got fluid, fluid hips, um, his get off is great, um, just that change of speed, that, that's his best, that's his best attribute, like, he know how to, just turn it up. So, Coach Chris definitely love what he's seen this week. So you're a smart fella. Have you, has the thought drifted into your mind that you could potentially be on a defensive line with Michael and Marvin at Georgia, and then who are you going to double? That, that, that has just creeped in your mind as much as you think. Hey, I've, I've been thinking about it all week. You know, think about it all week. I've been thinking about it all week. I've been thinking about me and Caden on one side. I've been thinking about me, Michael, and Marvin. I've been thinking about it all week. And uh, it's gonna come to. It's gonna, come, it's gonna come to that. It's gonna come down to uh to who I can who I can go to war with and uh, and uh, yeah. You know. What's your prediction of the national championship game? Go dogs! Georgia finna win this, hands down. They deserve it. The city need it. We all need it. Yes, sir. All right now, hey everybody, like that prediction at the end. Of course, that was filmed before thirty-three to eighteen, but uh. I think those words right there from Christian Miller, you pick up a lot of things. I think one of the things he was trying to do is be, be very, I guess, a French Finch Stradler a little bit. Uh, you saw how when he was talking about um, Marvin and Michael, the chance to play with them, because he guys, he did get to coach them at the All-American uh, Bowl game week out there in Texas. Uh, he also mentioned Caden. Caden is um, a defensive tackle signee for Ohio State, really good player there as well. 
Um, so he said basically the Ohio State guys and the Georgia guys were really kind of clinking up and really pulling at him from both sides that week in Texas. Um, Christian Miller, you guys, we've talked about him a lot on this program. I think he's one we call one of our friends of the show, one of our favorite sons of the show, and wherever he winds up, man, that's going to be that's going to be a fun place to be with Christian Miller on the defensive line. He's working out now. His knee's coming back a little bit more. I see him on his social media posting him working out, strength, strengthening and stretching that leg a little bit. Um, everybody, I'm sure, just like myself, just wants to see the best for Christian, especially his recovery, so he can get back on the field. You, you heard some things there. You, you heard really how Georgia and Ohio State were kind of always the, the bird dogs and the ones that were really – um, standing out, always kind of going to be the pillars, I guess, a little bit of his recruitment. I think Oregon was a gesture and a nod to Dan Lanning, and I think Oregon made him think a lot. I think Oregon opened his eyes a little bit. Uh, FAMU and now Miami, the, the three official visits he's taking this month um, when he makes his final decision, I thought was very interesting. He's been consistent that he's told me that he'll get uh, to the day before his decision when he's seen everywhere and been everywhere and done everything. And that's when he would get to the point where he's uh, ready to make his uh, college choice. And he'll feel good about that college choice. Um, let me do this. Let me take a quick lap around everybody. Just want to say hi. I know uh, I know. Brandon is the maestro of all things, making sure that uh, everybody follows along um, and uh, keeps up with uh, – watch this. You guys are going to watch me live right now. I'm going to uh, log in right now uh, on my phone so I can keep up with what's going on on uh, – Going on on dognation.com, we've got um, somebody needs some help on the forum. Hey, send me a message in the forum, whatever I can do to get you back on the forum. Uh, Don, please let me know. I'll Let me see. I'll screenshot that right now. I'll give you – I'm going to put my customer service department, our Dog Nation forum customer service department right on it. And that customer service department is this fellow right here you're looking at. Let me see what's going on. Uh, see what's going on on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, any questions on YouTube? Again, let me see. I think the things that I can answer on folks' mind is, yes, I'm aware of all the things going on with Georgia's wide receiver position. Um, I do not feel like Jordan James will be in the class. It'd be very interesting. Del McGee's expected to go in home tomorrow in Texas with uh, Andrew Paul out of, uh, out of the Dallas Parish Episcopal School, uh, two-time state champion program, a young man that averaged 9.7 yards per carry, ran for 2,400 yards about 2,700 all-purpose, had 44 touchdowns as a senior, current three-star back, uh, took an official visit to Clemson this past weekend. Georgia just kind of found him really late. He's a bigger back. You know, he's like six foot, 215, 220. Those are bigger backs that Georgia likes to find uh, each and every year in the class. And also EJ Lightsey, uh, the linebacker of the down south Georgia boy, DSGB out of Fitzgerald. Seems like Georgia has really moved the dial there with, with him. Uh, since his official visit over the weekend and also heading into the official visit. The Kirby Copter folks, it, it was in Fitzgerald, Georgia, the other day, um, checking in and kind of just making sure all things are square there with that process. And Georgia's going to be able to – remember, he's a former Florida commitment, but Florida, with a change of coaching staff, didn't really feel like he was a fit for what they were looking for. And now uh, South Carolina has been in there, and now Georgia's in there really hard, and uh, – for me, it really sounds like Georgia has done an excellent job recruiting him down the stretch. EJ Lightsey, of course, Shamar Stewart took his official visit to Georgia this past weekend. Um, great visit, uh, incredible visit. Athens did what it's supposed to do uh, downtown. Um, 
the fun, the atmosphere, the program, the photo shoot, the jersey try on, everything like that. Of course, Georgia excelled in all those areas. Now he's got a final official visit uh, to Miami this weekend. I think it's really just going to come down to how he feels around the coaches, the coaching fit, uh, who can really get him developed to get him to the next level. I know Georgia is going to impress a lot with its national championship defense and what it's shown over the past um two or three seasons, and especially now with putting all these guys into the league, I think that's probably Georgia's strongest advocate uh, in the chase there for Shamar Stewart in the uh, class of 2022. Those are kind of the final pieces for the class. Um, Dylan Bell is also expected to be in town this weekend. I think it's, he still has an official visit left. Um, that's the wide receiver commitment out of uh, Texas as well. Another private school, uh, Texas high school football player, a private school player in Texas. Uh, Darius Smith is the young man out of Appling uh, County in Baxley, Georgia. I do expect him to uh, uh, remain with the class as well. That's kind of what's going on right now, 2022. 2023, I think, is supernova hot for Georgia with a lot of guys. We'll get to that in a little bit. But right now, um, tell you what, I think it, it's always time to unbuckle our chin, chin straps a little bit and give props and give thanks to Kroger. And uh, let's hear from Chef John. That's our commercial of the month still for here on Dog Nation Before the Edges. Let's take a minute and, and hear this quick word from Kroger. All right, Dog Nation. I've got Chef John here with Kroger. What we're trying to do is we're trying to take that tailgate to national championship standards. Chef John, we got some three-star wing recipes. How do we take it to the next level? Jeff, you've heard of buffalo wings, you've heard of barbecue wings. We're gonna take these to the next level. What we're gonna do is an orange garlic glazed wing. All right, John, now normally my friends do not allow the color orange at the tailgate. Trusting you, man. You're gonna love these. We're gonna get grilling right now. This is a garlic orange glazed wing. Made in marinade last night. It's with orange juice, brown sugar, garlic, salt and pepper, a little bit of butter and some hot sauce. Absolutely fantastic. So I didn't bring my own container in the marinade. I brought it in a Ziploc bag. Why? So I don't have to worry about washing, but also it's quick and easy to dispose of it and nice and clean and sanitary. Wings hot off the grill. All right, guys. Been hearing some good intel about this one. Mmm. You know what, dog fans? This is the type of orange you want at your tailgate. Dog Nation, you just got a five-star upgrade to your tailgate menu. Check out DogNation.com all season long for tailgate tips and recipes brought to you by Kroger. All right, guys, we're back. There you go. That's Chef John. That was the important thing there about the wings. Making sure you use that Ziploc bag. Don't make a mess and everything else like that. Um, one of the things, uh, we, we've got a kind of a special kind of cool little thing right here. Um, probably going to be a, an upcoming post on dognation.com, and I'm going to give you guys a little bit of cliff notes. This is a time of the year where uh, on three sports, as well as uh, ESPN and Rivals and 24/7 Sports, have kind of logged their final uh, their final commit their final rankings evaluations for everybody in the country. All the nation's top 2022 prospects. That includes Georgia's signees, their targets, their commitments as well. Um, one of the things to get to here is I've kind of created a slide and I'm going to kind of go over the things I, I think you guys that follow Georgia recruiting and Georgia football so closely would probably want to know and maybe save you guys a little bit of time. Uh, so Georgia remains number three in the country nationally with its recruiting class if Georgia loses a commitment 
adds two or three more, it's going to be right there uh, with Alabama for number two in the country. Um, Five-star early enrollee Michael Williams has moved to number four overall on the 24-7 sports composite. Um, Georgia still has a, a five-pack of five-star recruits. Pretty impressive there. Michael Williams was rated the number two player in the country on, on three sports. I think Rivals.com had him at number nine. Uh, I think uh, 24-7 sports had him at number 10 overall. Um, Georgia's highest-rated recruits, you look at it, you got Williams, and these are all on the 24-7 sports composite. Williams is number four in the country. Malachi Starks is number 18 in the country. Uh, Edge Marvin Jones Jr. is number 23 in the country. Jaheim Singletary is number 26. Uh, Dalen Everett is number 27. Look at Georgia there with two cornerbacks rated at number number 26 and number 27 overall in the nation. The next highest player is Ernest Green the third. He's at number 44 overall. Jalen Walker is at number 45 overall. And Big Bear Alexander is number 49 overall. Did you guys see that story earlier this week on dognation.com about Big Bear Alexander and his torn labrum, his major surgery he had on his labrum when he got into Athens, what he played with, what he played in the All-American game with and kind of kept playing through. It was a matter of uh, pain tolerance, really, and not he didn't feel he could hurt the, the, the limb or the shoulder anymore, so he just kept playing through it. Um, quite an impressive young man specimen that George is going to be getting there. I think, as I wrote in that copy on dognation.com, I think he's probably one of the toughest players I've ever seen. Now, we always track who's the quickest, the fastest, the strongest, the biggest, the largest, who lifts the most weight, um, but they don't give out stars for grit and toughness, and I think Big Bear Alexander, um, to me, is a standout uh, Georgia Bulldog in all those categories. Um, hope you guys got a chance to see that story on Big Bear Alexander. Also, pretty cool story about Oscar Delp and uh, the karaoke song that his mom redid, uh, that famous, This Is How We Do It, Montel Jordan, 1995 hit. That's about as much as the karaoke you're going to get from me on Montel Jordan. You guys Came here to hear me talk about recruiting, not to hear me uh, uh, drop some bars like uh, Montel would. A um, few more things. Malachi Starks is rated number four overall by 24-7 Sports. Jalen Walker was rated a five-star by Rivals. I think he was like number 28 overall in the country. Julian Humphrey was also rated as a five-star by Rivals. You saw some curious drops, I would call them. Um, Branson Robinson fell to number 61 overall. Oscar Delt fell to number 99 overall, and Gunnar Stockton fell all the way down to 123. Folks, there's going to be no need to worry about Gunnar Stockton at all. He is the real deal. Um, and then four-star edge. We mentioned him earlier. Darius Smith, he moved up to number 160 overall. Those are kind of some of the things that we saw there in the rankings, the final rankings and the algorithms and the composite kind of re-ranks and kind of refashions what all the ratings are. That's what everybody looks like as of tonight nationally with Georgia's um, 2020-22 uh, boss moves class. Uh, we got top targets to talk about. It seems like there's always three or four. It seems like we've added one or two since last time. Uh, we've got Andrew Paul. That's the running back out of Dallas, uh, number number four on the list, followed by Shamar Stewart. Shamar's got Texas A&M and uh, Miami on his mind there as well with Georgia. I think Georgia – I think Georgia's in that race. I think Georgia's probably, I would still think, a number two right now, maybe even a one and a half right now. It would be interesting to see what would happen here with um, Miami and how much of a close Mario Cristobal can bring on that 
as well. What are these schools going to do with NIL? What are they going to do with, you know, any other ways that they can put together the best possible picture to kind of lure a five-star game breaker impact player like Shamar Stewart to their program. Number two, now we've moved the linebacker EJ Lightsey of Fitzgerald and Fitzgerald, Georgia up there. Um, put on some weight, put on a lot of weight. I think he's 215 now. He's about 6'2 and a little bit of change. Really fast. He's a guy that can run around a lot. I think everybody's looking for, they want to know a comparable player parallel for EJ Lightsey. I don't know if he's as fast as Channing Tindall, especially the way Channing Tindall looked this year, but I think EJ to me looks like a maybe a Monty Rice type player. That might be the kind of the lane that EJ Lightsey would be in. He's a little bit taller than Monty Rice. And then overall, and the overall number one again for another another week and uh, heading into the this is actually our final program before um, February the second and the national signing day on February the second next week. Uh, Christian Miller will be our final number one top target of the season out of Cedar Grove in Ellenwood, Georgia. He's going to make his decision in the morning. Uh, it's going to be uh, we'll be there. Dog Nation will be there, of course. Um, it'd be streamed live by a lot of channels, but very interesting to see where the final stop will be there for Christian Miller out of Cedar Grove. Quick lap through the breakdown. You've got um, Georgia 27 commitments, still number three nationally. 13 offense, 13 defense, special teams. One guy, that's Brett Thorson. He's already on campus. He was there for the celebration gala. Uh, 10 in state, 17 out of state. They still have five five stars. Now they only have eight top 50 signees. Uh, that's down one. Branson Robinson fa- fell out of the top 50 on the, fi- on the most recent 24-7 sports composite. They have 11 top 100 guys. They have 13 top 150 guys. 25 guys come from the SEC footprint. Uh, there are four offensive players uh, rated among Georgia's highest, 12 highest rated commitments, and there are eight defensive players. There are 16 All-Americans. 24 guys are signed right now. There are still three committed, a couple of undecideds there as well, three undecideds there as well. So you got a situation where if you do the math, Georgia wants to lose a commitment out of that group of three. They go down to 23. Can they add – can they sign the two to go to 26? Can they add two more, two or three more to go to 28, 29? I think it's very interesting when everybody's wondering about, you know, what's Georgia going to do to come into the transfer portal? Uh, who are they going to get coming in the transfer portal? Right now, you see the emphasis for the Georgia program is just to continue to bring in that top flight high school talent. Uh, let's take a look at the 2023 top targets. That's another thing to get to. We always keep tweaking this a lot each and every week. You're going to see a big jump this week from, from a couple of guys. At number 13, that's Tamarian Parker. Parker is another guy out of Alabama that's, that went to South Georgia and Alabama in, back, in back-to-back weeks. Uh, number 12, we've moved up a guy on this list that was kind of in the others to others to know, and that's Xavier McLeod out of Camden in Camden, South Carolina. Xavier McLeod's decision, he's a six-foot-four-and-a-half, about a 285-pounder. Uh, Trey Scott really likes him a lot. Uh, he's really down to South Carolina, Georgia, and North Carolina, kind of looking for a couple of other schools to find it, to, to file into it so he can have a top five. Number 11 is Kelby Collins out of Gardendale. Really like that program out of North Birmingham in Alabama. Uh, Kelby will actually be at Georgia this weekend on an unofficial visit with another five-star, James Smith, um, out of California as well. I'm Excuse me, out of Alabama as well. Uh, three really impressive prospects. They're all like five-star, four-star, five-star, high top 100 guys will be coming in from Alabama this weekend to check out Georgia as well. 
Uh, number 10 is Caden McDonald. I think he's a brilliant uh, defensive tackle out of North Gwinnett. He really loves Georgia as well. Uh, number nine, Trayon Webb out of Trinity Christian. Trayon Webb visited Georgia for the celebration and the parade, and then he visited South Carolina this past weekend. He's out of Jacksonville. It's only about five and a half hours away from uh, Athens, and uh, his family is very comfortable with that trip, and he really continues to love everything about Georgia. Uh, loves to fit there. Loved the, the chance to come back to Georgia. He saw Georgia for Charleston Southern. And then the next school he saw again was Georgia for the um, celebration parade and gala. Number eight is Reuben Owens, just a marvelous tech running back out of Texas. The type of guy that I think would fit what everybody wants to see out of Todd Munkin's offense in terms of having that James, James Cook type back that can win on those wheel routes, can, that can win outside to stretch those vertical routes, can win out of the backfield, can win on third down as well as push the ball upfield between the tackles. Number seven is LT Overton, Levius LT Overton. I think he's probably going to take another visit to Texas A&M soon. Um, LT Overton is out of Milton High School in Milton, Georgia. Number six is Justice Haynes. Do you guys see the recent story we had on Justice Haynes on dognation.com? I would advise you guys to check it out. That was his thoughts and feelings after going to see Georgia for the celebration as well. He was really moved. Uh, by seeing Georgia win the national championship. Number five is Malik Bryant out of um, – um, he's no longer at IMG Academy. Now he's now at Jones High School in Florida. He moved away from IMG Academy, went back to his home high school where he started out for his senior year. Seen a couple of guys do that out of IMG in this class, in the 2023 class already. Uh, Jonel Aguero is another guy and the number three guy on this list. Of course, number four is Arch Manning. I think uh, there have been more more groups of coaches in four and five packs that are kind of trying to run four four five strong to come check out um, Arch Manning playing basketball than anyone probably ever seen before. Uh, Caleb Downs, we wrote about him. He really, to me, guys, I feel like he's as prioritized as anybody in the class for Georgia. Probably, if anybody wanted to say Jeff, I really think like Caleb Downs should be number one. Probably wouldn't disagree with you. Caleb is, a, I think, can be an instant impact guy at Georgia. Um, he's the, he is the younger brother of Josh Downs, who was first-team All-ACC all receiver at North Carolina um, this past season. And, you know, Caleb's a guy that he said Georgia would take his commitment at any time. And he really – he said he, it feels really good to be wanted by the University of Georgia. Loves the relationships he's formed with uh, Jamila Dye, Kirby Smart, Will Muschamp. One of the things he's looking for is development. And he's looking for uh, stability where the coaches that are recruiting him are going to be there. He wants to know one of his tough tar- one of his tough questions he has for schools, and he would know it because his dad is actually the recruiting coordinator at East Tennessee State. His dad, Gary Downs, um, came out of Columbus, played at NC State, was a third-round NFL draft pick, and now he's a recruiting coordinator and the running backs coach at East Tennessee State. Um, he has tough questions. Caleb comes to those visits with tough questions he wants to know. Show me your teach tape. Show me how you're developing guys. And he wants to know, why are you going to be here? Give me a reason why you're going to be here. And when he looks at Georgia, he looks at Todd Hartley. He looks at Kirby Smart. He looks at Will Muschamp. Sees a lot of guys that aren't going to go anywhere. And he thinks the development side of Georgia from Kirby Smart and Will Muschamp, he called them two of the best to ever do it. And that said a lot to me right there when he said that. And number one on the list is Victor Burley. We've Written about him on Dog Nation probably immediately after the visit. That was the one guy's thoughts that I thought you guys really need to hear kind of the way things have changed with Victor Burley a little bit out of Warner Robins. Of course, the Kirby Copter was flying over Warner Robins uh, this past week as well. And 
you know, hold on, hold that thought. Before I get to that, let me let me go through these. Uh, <clears throat> let me go through these um, other guys to remember. C.J. Allen, uh, great linebacker out of Lamar County in Middle Georgia, South Georgia. Justin Benton, that's the son of uh, George, former Georgia defensive end Philip Benton. Santana Fleming, that's a really strong wide receiver out of American Heritage. Folks, that's where uh, Marvin Jones Jr. is from. A.J. Harris, we've kind of moved him down off this list gradually. Um, Jamal Jarrett, that's a really impressive guy that basically has Jordan Davis type size already in high school. Xavier Hardy out of Tattnall Square Academy in Macon. Kirby Copter went there. Gabe Harris out of Thomasville. Kirby Copter went there. Brandon Ennis is another guy at American Heritage uh, in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Francis Moyoga, uh, Mayogoya, he's a really strong-looking five-star offensive lineman out of IMG Academy. Five-star corner Tony Mitchell. Mitchell was in a was at Texas A&M in College Station this past weekend. Four-star offensive lineman Madden Sanker, great wrestler there. James Smith, we mentioned him earlier. He's out of Montgomery, Alabama. At one time, he was at IMG Academy, but then he returned kind of halfway through his junior year. Jaden Wayne uh, out of Washington. He just recently put Georgia in his top 11 earlier today. Uh, most important restock positions are offensive tackle, wide receiver, can't stress wide receiver enough, running back and outside linebacker in this class. Currently the breakdown for the 2023 class, nine commits. It's the number one class in the country, six offense, three defense. Quick hold your horses there right there for people that wonder about Georgia receivers pass catching right now georgia's got three pass catchers two wide receivers and then the very talented pierce sperling the third those guys are all ranked among the top 100 players in the country those guys are all part of georgia's 2023 recruiting class three guys they can go get the ball uh, three guys on defense five in state four out of state no no five-star commitments yet in the 2023 class five top 100 guys uh it says signees there but it's commitments there uh, six top 150 commitments, and all got all nine of those guys are in the uh, SEC footprint. And right now, they have four of the five highest-rated players in the class of 2023 are for the offensive side of the ball. So there you go. There's a little bit of intrigue there about how this year was this 2022 class was definitely a defensive-handed class, and it looks like Georgia's hoping to revert their. Maybe they land an Arch Manning. Maybe they land a Justice Haynes. Maybe they land um, guys like Ruben Owens or Richard Young or Trayon Webb, guys like that. Maybe that changes the way that this this class will be punching harder from the offensive side as the 2022 class punch from the defensive side. Uh, just something to think about there. One thing, this is kind of a nugget I had in my mind, and I don't want to sound like Jerry Seinfeld here, but I got a little rant here. Number one, I wonder about Kirby Smart and the helicopter a little bit right now. Do you guys just just kind of walk with me down this road here a little bit? So first of all, where does Kirby Smart get to get to eat now? You know, normally when he would be on the road, he'd have somebody driving him around. Uh, he'd be able to stop at the you know the best meat and three in Warner Robins or the best barbecue spot in Fitzgerald, and he, I, I think he misses out on that. You can't really you know park the helicopter. You can do it at, at high schools because there's a baseball field, there's a soccer field, there's a football field, lots of kind of homemade impromptu helicopter pads. Really hard to do that in the drive through line at your favorite uh, local meet and three or the parking lot there or whatever. Kind of, I kind of think Kirby's going to have to come out of this thing with a smaller waistline because he's not going to get to 
taste the best of Georgia on the recruiting trips on the road anymore. Also, I wonder if the man's got really good cell service, because sometimes if you're flying higher in a helicopter, maybe your cell service is not the same as, you, as if you're underneath the towers. I um, wonder if that's that's something he has to deal with. And the other thing is, man, I think he's probably flown over or at least visited every county in the state of Georgia by now, maybe even almost every high school in the state of Georgia. I think there's like almost 200 high schools in the state of Georgia. I think Kirby's visited 50, 50 to 80 of them this month. I think he's visited 80 of them in the state of Georgia this month since he's been allowed to do so. And certainly that helicopter allows him to do that. But, you know, it's one of those things that Kirby copter gets that guy around everywhere. I think I've seen also the other thing is I think I've seen him with more vehicles right now than Batman because he's got so many different helicopter color schemes. I've seen yellow. I've seen Warner Robins colors. I've seen Georgia colors. I've seen I've, I've seen a whole ton of different helicopters um, that, that the University of Georgia's expenditures for this month have covered on social media with Kirby and uh, friends kind of landing everywhere across the world. Those are my questions. Those are the things I had on my mind. Just a little bitty. What in the world is going on? Think here with Kirby and the Kirby copter. Uh, Kathy, how are you, ma'am? Hope everybody's great. Randy Hall wants to see a uh, peaches siding. William Gleaton says he's eating 100 calorie snacks. Ken Caldwell with a plug that the best Korean barbecue is in Lilburn. Uh, White Diamond Barbecue and Warner Robins, if they're still open. Uh, let me see. Yep. James Leonard Brown. It was in Peach County as well. Um, everybody watching, everybody checking out. Um, uh, Tim Kent Caldwell had a question. Tim Bruner. I think really uh, Parkview's got a really impressive sophomore, rising sophomore center. Parkview's got a really nice quarterback too as well coming up as well. Those are come, some of the guys that uh, to take a look at right there. Philip Jordan Wells, I see you right there. Um, uh, Big Burley is a much skit. Everybody calls him uh, Big Vic. Uh, Xavier Kelly, I know what you mean. You want to see wide receivers in there, that's for sure. Uh, yes, Cal folds, folds. That's a good. That's a good thought. When Webb was committed to the G and said the 2023 class would set the records for five stars and finish out with four stars and be the top rated class ever. See, that's when he still thought that. Um, that's when he still thought that. Um, Brandon Ennis and Richard Young, the three of those guys were going to be able to play together. Um, you know, those package deals are what they are. Sometimes the really smart folks, like uh, I think Caleb Downs has kind of put it with a couple of guys that it's just a higher probability or higher possibility that they end up playing together than not playing together. And I think that's probably in this day and age, that's the very smart way to do that. Um, you guys got any questions, anything on your mind? You got, you got a question, please hit me with something right there. I see everybody on Facebook. What did you guys think of that interview with Christian Miller? I thought he was always great as always. Um, what did you guys think about that news at the top of the show with uh, Georgia still being able, being able to hold off the Crimson time tied for uh, Raquez McEldry? Red Womack wants to know for wide receiver recruiting in 2023. Well, the Quavius uh, Sori is the younger brother of uh, – excuse me, cousin of uh, Xavier Sori Jr. Um, and then you've also got uh, Pierce Sperling III. I think he's going to be a brilliant tight end for Georgia. I think he's going to be one of those matchup nightmares, get open guys. Going to be very hard to cover him with his ball skills and athletic ability at 6'7". I think he's up to 230 now. I want to say 225, 230. 
the last time Pierce told me he's put on a lot of a lot of really good weight. His body's developing uh, as well. Um, and then you've also got uh, Raymond Cottrell, who was a Florida commitment. Georgia kind of flipped him, um, especially with the changeovers in coaching. And he's another top 100 recruit as well. Uh, just checking my notes. Yeah, Pierce Sperling is up to 230 pounds right now. Yeah, Cottrell, uh, Foghorn, Leghorn, you're right, right there. Kirby's visor, yeah, he's he's really something. Great basketball player. He, he was really dominating uh, the kind of uh, – he lived in uh, – he was in that South Walton era, era area of football. Not a very strong area right there around the panhandle of Florida, but um, Pierce was certainly having his way with a lot of things. Miriam weighs in. Uh, Kirby needs his own copter. I tell you what, Miriam, did you see him? Who, who remembers? Now let's do a quick, let's do a quick check here. Now I'm sure people can see this on like some sort of streaming service or some sort of like Netflix type thing. But who remembers Airwolf? Like, like let's do a quick poll. So I think if you remember Airwolf, you've probably got to be at least 35 years old, maybe 34, 35 years old. Jan Michael Vincent Airwolf, you know that helicopter that had like um missiles and it had like you would take on jets and it would you know they play that theme music and that thing would almost break the sonic barrier the sound barrier or whatever what a very cool show right there if you remember airwolf uh give me a thumbs up if you remember airwolf give me a thumbs up because really kirby would probably look like he was rocking and rolling in one of those one of those um airwolf type build cars there one day Jeremy Barbary um, has a question about uh, – I think Jeremy wants to know about uh, quarterbacks, I think. Uh, yeah, Jeremy, you're right there. Arch Manning coming to Georgia would kind of create a uh, – would be a change agent, would definitely be something that would get a lot of receivers that are kind of feeling Georgia and looking at Georgia really hard. But, I mean, I think one thing that this season has determined is I think everybody's previous – can we all agree on this, that everybody's previous blueprints for how Georgia was going to get it done, eventually get it done, and it had to be done on the backs of a five-star quarterback and a five-star wide receiver everywhere you look. I mean, let's face it, um, a lot of times Georgia played certain specific receivers and started certain specific receivers because they gave them the best look in the run game. Those were the willing blockers and the guys that were their best blockers starting out a game. And really, I think that's what Georgia is going to continue to look for. I think Georgia is going to specialize in finding um, those really talented players, the Ladd McConkey types, the A.D. Mitchell types. I think that's one guy that I don't think we've heard enough juice from coming out of the national title. Uh, and I think – sorry, it just it, – it catches me every time I say that. But the one thing I think Georgia fans um, are not – really collectively giving enough props to coming out of the national title, national title. It still gets me every time, but I think that's AD Mitchell. I think for what he did, the big, the starts he made this year in his first season at Georgia, uh, that what he did from G day and how he progressed it. How many people thought when he made all the, he had all those targets and he had all those catches at G day that he would be the man that caught really the ultimate touchdown for Georgia. Not the one that everybody's going to remember or make t-shirts about, but, the touchdown when Georgia snatched a hold of the national championship game away from Alabama, when they wrestled that thing away, that play was made by A.D. Mitchell. And I think that's, that's one of those things to think about.
See, Miriam, Miriam Corbin remembers uh, Airwolf. Chadwick Ivory. Chadwick Ivory. Yeah, I mean, that thing was so cool, man. It had missiles. I think it had it had these things. I think, what were they called? Flare bursts or whatever. When anybody tried to shoot a missile at Airwolf, like he would be a smoke screen of, of uh, heat signatures and flares, which would basically scramble the radar of everything. Man, that was such a great show. Um, let me see. I appreciate everybody on YouTube with the, with the airwolf references right there. You know what I'm going to do? The next time I talk to Connor, we get Connor on the show. I'm going to ask Connor, what does he know about airwolf? Has he ever heard about airwolf? Is that something he can find on YouTube really quickly? Um, any questions? I, I think, you know, one of the things, I, one of the pieces I'm working on uh, right now is like, you know, how, how the national championship evolves Georgia recruiting. And, and really, um, it really is kind of amazing. You hear so many recruits say that it was important for them to see Georgia win the big game. And what was it? You know, everybody knows I'm, I'm using a lot of pop culture references again tonight, but you remember how, you know, the infinity gauntlet was and you, everybody, if you follow along, you know, the infinity gauntlet, there was the stones that Thanos had to, con had to collect. Well, Georgia had the fans, Georgia had the gear, Georgia had the facilities, um, Georgia had the winning tradition. And, and really the, 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 the final one for Georgia in the gauntlet was the one that they, I guess it would be the one that you, was plucked out of Vision's head, which I guess you could say plucked out of Alabama's head, was the, the final one, which was the Mindstone, I believe. And that was the one that you put that championship into the infinity gauntlet for Georgia recruiting. And really, I mean, that's all I ask for. I mean, with what the program has done with developing guys, what they've done, where they've got the facilities, they've got the incredible game day experiences, they've got the educational background, uh, they've got the tradition of putting players into the league, and they've got the winning the winning progress that this, this program has always made under Kirby Smart and kind of the buzz with having an average recruiting class over the last six cycles of 2.8. And look where George is at right now, number three overall uh, in 2022 number one overall in 2023 uh, I think this is a class where especially 2023 and 2024 what was that I wrote about Justice Haynes I think I think Georgia's national championship celebration on January the 15th has the ability to be the same change agent for the 2023 class and the 2024 class as what 93k day was for uh, DeAndre Swift and guys like that Andrew Thomas in the 2017 class, which really springboarded the Kirby legacy and the Kirby train at Georgia to see where it is now. Let me take a quick lap around Facebook. Anybody have any questions? I know people are always wondering about what's going to happen with Georgia. It's going to happen with this late stuff with the running back. I think with Andrew Paul, I think we've got to wait and see if uh, Dell goes to uh, Texas on Thursday, Thursday has a good in-home visit. It secures the official visit this weekend. And then I would say, I'd say, folks, it, was, it would be pretty much on for Georgia in terms of trying to reel him into the class and maybe pry him away from Clemson, pry him away from Oregon, Oklahoma, TCU, schools like that. I'm talking about Andrew Paul right there. Really one of those 11th hour potential additions to the 2022 class. Um, you got EJ Lightsey, you got Christian Miller, you got Shamar Stewart. Those are kind of the names in the game right now. 
uh, for the final pieces to the 2022 cycle. 2023 cycle, I I, I, I got to tell you, folks, I don't think anybody can be any more important right now than a guy like Caleb Downs, uh, especially since Georgia didn't end up with Kamari Wilson and Malachi Starks in this uh, 2022 class. Georgia did very well with cornerbacks, and I think that's why maybe some of the cornerback recruiting in the 2022 cycle is going to – 2023 cycle, excuse me, pardon me, 2023 cycle – might suffer just a little bit because Georgia's already got Marcus Washington and Kyan Lee, a really special corner out of Cedar Grove as well um, in the 2023 class. But I think a lot of folks see guys like Julian Humphrey, uh, Dalen Everett, and then um, Jaheim Singletary coming in, really filling up the boat there with cornerbacks for Georgia in the 2022 cycle. Um Taffy, you remember Blue Thunder? I thought that was a good show, too. I like Blue Thunder. I liked, speaking of helicopter or vehicle-driven, starring 80 sitcoms on network television. Does anybody remember Street Hawk? That was the one where the bike, they played that theme music every time he tried to go across the city in like seven seconds. He wore a black suit. I also loved Street Hawk as well. That was another one. That was another really good show that was in my childhood as well. Um, Let me see. Uh, Kevin Flute. Oh man, great question. Uh, wants to know a couple of the best places I've eaten at while on the road. Man, I always, every time I'm in South Florida, I seem to find a really good spot, um, in Biscayne Bay, uh, around the water. Um, man, it's so hard. I tell you, we, we actually were able to do, we weren't able to get into St. Elmo's, uh, in, uh, Indianapolis, but we, we got to eat in 47 prime. That was really good. I was in San Antonio recently. I went to the Gunther house. I went to the, um, what is it called? The tower of the Americas. And folks, let me tell you about this really cool, really cool thing. So there's a, there's a tower in San Antonio and it kind of looks like the space needle that everybody used to have, but it's huge. And you go up and I saw it out of my hotel room every day, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat up there. And they had a bar and they had a restaurant and get this folks. You sit down and there's a panoramic view of San Antonio. I mean, you could probably, it's not like Rock City where you can see like seven states, but if you look around and all of a sudden you feel like, what's going on here? And, and, and the whole room kind of just moves just a little by little by little by little by little. So they tell you it's going to make a complete revolution around the skyline in about 20 minutes. So you're like constantly moving when you go to the bathroom. Uh, they tell you the servers and waiters walk a certain way and you can only walk this way. You can never walk that way towards the restroom. And that might mean you have, you may have to take the whole lap around the whole radius of the place, but they had really good food. Um, that was just a really, really kind of cool moment. Of course, if you're in San Antonio, you did the river walk. Um, when I was in, uh, when I was in uh, Fort Lauderdale for the orange bowl, we kind of hit all the spots. Um, I tell you what, if you're ever in South Florida, you got to get the stone crab, stone crab at Joe's. That's really strong. That's really excellent. Like that's the one where the shell, he just kind of just fleck it off and everything else like that. Um, you know what? The one thing I always try to do, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, is, you know, one of the things, and me being a high school guy, I'll, I'll like go to, one of the things I do when I go visit a school, and I visit a lot of schools in the South, is I'll say, tell me one of your Tell me one of your best sponsors, because like, listen, if you want to know the restaurants in town, the ones that are really good, the high school football coaches know that 
Some of them are sponsoring the football programs. They're on the wall. They're on the, the ad board or the sponsor board in the field house or at the stadium. And they're going to tell you where the place, great places to eat at, eat or at. And, you know, you find so many great spots like that um, across the South. I mean, we, I remember Brandon and I, we found this little small place where we were, we were, we were going to watch Warner Robins versus Lee County. And it was probably, um, I don't know, maybe two miles away from the stadium. We got so lucky. And one of the, I forget the name of the place, but one of the things I'm sure somebody on this program will remember it, but one of the things they told me was, um, their barbecue was actually on the space shuttle. They put it up on the space shuttle. Of course, that area, Warner Robins, is a big Air Force, a big flight, aviation type area. Uh, that was really good, especially um, they had really good potato salad. They had really good banana pudding. Sometimes, you know, you're trying to stay stay fit and stay active and not look like the classic sports writer guy. And uh, sometimes, sometimes these trips are really hard when you're on the road like that and everybody's got something really great they want you to eat. Um, let me see. Also, if you're ever in San Antonio, go to this really cool steakhouse. It's on the water. It's called Boudreaux's and another really good place, um, to eat steak at, uh, memory escapes me, but in San Antonio, really good place to eat steak at as well, as well. Um, lots of great steakhouses, but, uh, Bohannon's that's the one I'm looking for. Every in San Antonio, you want to eat a really good, amazing, great Texas steak where you want to have a slice of Texas and feel like you're carving. Texas, whenever you're in the Lone Star State, go to Bohannon's and they'll treat you right. Um, anyway, guys, sorry about that uh, Fodor trip advisor tour through uh, what it's like being on the road with Jeff Sintel, but that was a question. It was a good question. I'm glad you asked it. Um, we talked about Airwolf. We talked about Blue Thunder. We talked about Street Hawk. We talked about Christian Miller. We talked about the 2023 class, the 2022 class. Um, hope you guys had another great time here on Before the Hedges. That has been the intel. Uh, be well. I'm Jeff, and we'll see everybody again on the pages of dognation.com. Take it easy, everybody. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So, George, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.